And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because I'm looking through my collection of beers and still trying to find something that I actually like. Uh, Alright, I've found a couple, but you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Introduce you, everybody. Seems to be the, the standard lineup at the moment. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. From off to the right, over on the right coast, Unredo Tech, hi. Hi, good evening. Morning. Morning. Definitely morning. Good day. And speaking good of... Day, which, sir. Cross the water over to Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Well, if he's on the right coast, that would put me on the wrong coast. Uh, no, no, actually, that doesn't put you anywhere near the coast. So there you go. Yeah, I'm in that. Good morning. It's good to be with you all. So, um, before we get uh, before we get going with stuff, uh, I'm going to warn everybody ahead of time. I have a a. a different keyboard that I'm working with, which is uh, unfortunately louder than normal, so I'm going to be very attentive to, you know, it, it's it's going to be what, it, what it's going to be, I'm sorry. I'm going, to, I'm going to work with it as best I can if I need to type anything at all. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So, of course, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. If you join us live, of course, you can be chatting up with us over in the live chat, uh, like, uh, Felis and Stephanie. Hi, guys. Good morning. Or evening, is the case may be. So, yeah, I've... I was, uh, I was, I was out earlier this week, and I got me a new build-your-own-six-pack. So you guys get to uh, help me out, because it's a brand new set. So, from the glass collection, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I picked stuff this time, a lot of it, just because of the names that were on it. Three Heads, Rochestafarian, Scotch Ale. Rochestafarian, yes, from Rochester, New York. You know, just down the, down, down the street a ways from me. Uh, let's see, Crabby's Original Alcoholic Ginger Beer. I don't think that I've ever had a ginger beer. So I don't know what to think of that one just yet. Uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce this one. Schwarzbier, I believe it's how it's pronounced. Uh, again, I don't know what to make of it, other than it's got a uh, it, it's got a, a dude on it that looks like he's ready from the Great White North. May the Schwartz be with you. Yes. Uh, let's see from this corner. <laughs> Narragansett Dell's Shanty. It is a lemon-flavored beer. You got my vote on the lemon. I don't know why. If, if you're going to get through all those before the show's over, no, you get no, no, no. It's one a week, if that. Uh, I've also got one that uh, I know for well that my sister in crime, Chesco, might uh, find interesting. So that's called Bard's beer. I, my SOs drink bards because of what doesn't go into it. 
their uh, food sensitivities. It contains no wheat, barley, rye, or oats. So mm -hmm. it's water, I, I guess. It's still no. It's fermented. Oh. It's it's still an alcoholic beverage. Okay. And then comes one last one, the the large red one. And if my German pronunciation is correct, and, I'm, and trust me, I, I don't expect it is, I believe it's pronounced Reisdorf Kolsch. Reisdorf Kolsch. So, I don't know what to make of it. Like I said, I was looking at stuff and it's just like, okay, I'm going by names this time, because uh, why the hell not? This one is specifically says on the side of it, ale, one pint. So, there you go. Krabby's is good. Not beer, though, just fun. Shanta's is half beer, half lemonade and hops. Yeah, so I don't... Mm, I, I, I don't know what to... I don't know what to go with just yet. I guess we'll, uh, like, we'll kind of figure it out. Like I said, my vote's lemon. If you're leaving it up to the others. Sure, I, I mean... I don't, I don't even know where to begin with. So, um... See, that, I, I only vote for that one because I happen to enjoy citrus-based beverages a lot. Uh, anything that pre preaches itself as orange or lemon, I always try to give it the benefit of the doubt, give it a shot. Because uh, it's... You can screw up orange. You can screw up lemon. But I've noticed it's a little harder to screw those up than, like, say some of the ones that preach themselves as blackberry or whatever. Yeah. Not to mention that if you really want to go ahead and screw up a taste, watermelon. Industrial watermelon does not taste no, like... Sin no. Yeah. No. So, no. yeah. Okay. We'll there is one of those waters out there, uh, those bottled waters where it has um, the fruits on them and it's not a seltzer. It just... Mar they just market themselves with... We put in a, a bit of fruit juice for flavoring and water, and that's it. And there's one that's watermelon, and it actually tastes like, uh, imagine chilling a watermelon, cutting it in half, and then the juices that are in the bottom of the bowl, you're drinking that. That's what it tastes like. Okay. Uh, if, I can, if I can figure out the name of it, um, if I can remember the name of it, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, this is great on a hot day. Going by uh, your recommendation, because, I mean, when was the last time I actually listened to you for pretty much anything? <laughs> you know, we'll, Hopefully we'll, never. Well, for what it's worth, by the way, uh, I, I I did end up uh, quoting Digital Dog Cow on something earlier today, so that, that was good. Uh, yeah, well, all hail the, the canine bovine. Yes. Move. So yeah, all right. We'll we'll try the we'll, we'll try the shanties, the the lemon flavored beer. Yeah. Made on honor. I don't know. The part of the reason why I picked this one, Narragansett, is because near where I grew up, there was a uh, uh, a rental hall, if you can quite call it that, called the Narragansett Inn. It no longer exists, but it was like the highfalutin place, you know, in the in the township where if you wanted to go for something special, that's that's you know that's that's where you catered. So, um, okay, you know we've we've seen this color before. It's rather pale, 
And I did get, uh, I did get at first the beer smell shortly after I got the lemon smell while it was still, you know, on the counter over here. And, oh, wow. That's kind of weird. It, it's almost got like a, a, a lemon cola. Not, not that lemon lime cola smell. Just, wow. Right. It's just if you took Coca-Cola and put real lemon in it. Right. That's well. You didn't spit it out. No, so, I mean that. <laughs> no, I, and I I don't do that with any of them. This one's a little bit different. This one's gonna have to. Uh, this one's gonna have to roll around for a little bit before I can really uh, make a determination. It's got a really. This has got a different taste from pretty much everything else. I mean, it's still got that. It's still got that beer in there, but the the lemon is kind of is there, but not, and a little bit more bitter than I was expecting, but I don't know. Again, it could be a matter of that it needs a little bit more time to, you know, warm just a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, so we got uh, we got that all going on, and we will see how this plays. So let me get things started, because uh, we actually do have a new Horrible Scope this week, and uh, we'll get around to that in uh, just a couple of moments. So, with five minutes on the clock, let me go ahead and get you started. Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Regulated. Oh, God, isn't that just the bane of everything Republican for years and years and years. Regulations are the bane to industry. Oh, good. Just put a sock in it. Regulations are what kept us from having children in mines instead of in classrooms. Regulations are what kept people from dying in coal mines instead of, you know being safe regulations are what are intended to make sure that again you don't you don't have to write new rules in blood as Dallin has reminded us on several occasions before every safety manual is written in blood you know we joke about safety warning labels that, you know, what, <laughs> which jackass did this, that we had to have a warning label for this now. Okay. Yeah. We can, we can make fun of that. And I, I, I get that. I understand. Maybe it's not the greatest of ideas in the world, but there are certain things that need to be regulated that need to be overseen. And fine, you can go ahead and follow that further down and further down and further down and eventually come down to who watches the watchers. You know what? That's the point. There should always be somebody overlooking. There should be, at the very least, a method whereby somebody else is able to oversee somebody else who is overseeing somebody else who oversees somebody else who oversees the guy that oversees the first group in the first place. 
you know, the whole idea of it being one big circle to make sure that everybody else is keeping everybody else on their toes. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You don't need to have mutually assured destruction over your shoulder just to make sure that everybody's doing their job right. We should expect that people are going to do what they should do correctly, safely, in the rules. But the problem is, we have to trust in exactly that, that people are going to do the right thing, and we can't always do that. We've had situations on too damned many occasions where people simply left their own devices, do not self-regulate. We saw that with industry. For years, decades, hundreds of years, you know, like I said, coal mining was dangerous. Still is. But at least you don't have to worry about people just every couple of weeks dying from a cave-in. And then here in the United States, you've got that word that is such a problem child for the people that want to self-regulate themselves. The whole thing with our Second Amendment, the right to gun ownership, depending as to how you read it and how you interpret it, because there is a small problem of a comma that changes the meaning. Who knew such a lowly little piece on the bottom of a sentence could throw a country into a tizzy for over 200 years? But these people need to be regulated. Things need to be regulated. It's just the nature of things. The universe has it all onto itself that two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom, they put themselves together with a little bit of heat, and all of a sudden you've got water. It's the nature of things. And you heat that up too much, well, it disassociates. It's no longer regulated by those same rules. It follows different rules. And every time it gets hotter by each stage, those rules keep changing and breaking down. Regulation is important in society. Because if you don't have it, people get burned. Watch out for each other, huh? This is episode number 357 on the Docket Runner. Taking aim at consequences. Now, I know, I know, 357, some people are hearing that and they're just like, 357 Magnum, yeah, we could we could do that. That's that's the whole dirty hairy thing. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to talk about guns entirely and in the abstract of course you know I, I don't have a problem with that but i didn't i didn't want to go that route considering the news story that came out you know the day after we recorded our last show and all of a sudden you know here's this news story that's just blam okay we've got a topic doesn't it doesn't always happen that way but this particular time, yeah. Yeah, this time it absolutely has to happen. 
So we're going to end up talking about the consequences that some of these, dare I say, dumbasses have to go through. And unfortunately, we have to be along for the ride with them because they're a pain in the ass. And it's not all, you know, in its own little separate bubble. I did go up looking information uh, for Rafe Badawi. There is no new information as yet. He is still in prison. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been... Where are my numbers? Eight years, nine months, 22 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. We are still hoping. And we're just going to kind of still be here. So, otherwise, folks... I got new horrible scopes because last week I kind of took the week off because I kind of needed it. So what do you think, guys? You want to go ahead and uh, and have a little bit of fun before we go ahead and, and lambast all these people for being um, terms that I said I wasn't going to use for the rest of the night? God, what did you put in the horoscope, horrible scopes this time? Oh, just wait. Just wait. You will see how this plays out. So, folks, for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, borrow somebody else's homework, copy off of them. It doesn't matter. You, you can just figure it all out for yourselves. The horrible scopes are here for your entertainment only. Please, no wagering on the sideline. We'll get you rolling. Aries, don't go to the company party. Three words. Blunt force trauma. No, you're not going to get into a fight. But if that manager, Brian, Brian, tells a story about how he knew his whole department was getting laid off and didn't say anything to anyone, and he's proud of that one more time, you're going to concuss yourself slamming your head into the table. So, yeah. Don't go. Taurus, when people ask you how you're doing, they actually care about you. So tell them the truth, that you're inching along and feel like a tornado in a sloth suit. You need to slow down your mind and take care of yourself. You'll be back up to speed, outside and inside, in no time. Gemini. Just when you want to retreat into yourself for a while, your inner child has rearranged all the furniture. You were always that kind of brat. Parents were nice about it. So, do your penitence. Go to the Lego store. Buy a small kit. Throw the one-by-one cubes around before you go to bed. And try not to scream when you step on one in the dark. I am so proud of you that you actually pronounced that right the first time. Well done. You know my background. <laughs> yes, you you've watched all the you've watched all the Indiana Jones movies along with me. That's that's where I get that one from. Okay. Cancer Moonchild. Let's face facts. You are a hilarious drunk. Oh, not to you, but to all the people commenting on your Instagram and TikTok accounts. Complaining that you can't log into your Vine account while drunk is the stuff of a meme legend. Meme. Meme legend, yes. That, that's perfect. Leo, your friends think you're afraid of taking risks. Uh, the specific term they've used is uh, chicken crap. 
Do you know what? They're right. And what's wrong with that? Fear is a valid survival trait. There's an expression. There are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are very few old, bold pilots. Argo. Good looks and a charming personality can only get you so far in life. Since you have neither, please consider adopting an unusual pet, like an ostrich. Just remember, there is a difference between them and emus. One <laughs> made an appearance on the Red Green Show. The other can be written like you're playing the video game Joust in first person. Libra. Look, Libra. We just... Uh, last time we told you to call yourself, uh, call yourself an analog to digital recording medium technician. Putting A2D on a self-printed business card left people wondering if that was some kind of porn term they didn't know anything about. Stop using it. And don't call yourself a techno-mage either. That's just dumb. Joseph, you're still muted. Okay, I'm having serious... Uh, yeah. It's okay. You're Scorpio. Today. Oh, I'm Scorpio. Okay. Yes, you are today. Yeah, I rolled a nat one. You're Scorpio. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Do I get an extra damage score? No. Uh, Scorpio, <laughs> you will claim that your next shower will be interrupted by a large, mildly poisonous insect. Except it's a cute little jumping spider that looks like Lucas. The term you need is venomous, not poisonous. Assuming it could even bite into your skin, and even then it's less dangerous than a mosquito bite. And spiders are not insects. Just stop saying that. They're closer to horseshoe crabs than insects, for crying out loud. It's true. I love Lucas. Lucas is adorable as all hell. I... Yep. Sagittarius, you know that you know that the term Jello is a specific brand name, right? So when you told people that you don't buy Jello shots, we believed you until today. Look what we found in your DNS request log: a website called I spell S L R R P dot com. Yes, slurp. Dot com. A bucket with 20 gelatin shots made with six times filtered vodka, and it's vegan friendly. You have a choice here. Own up to having a drinking problem, or to your weird shopping history. One is going to be easier than the other for people to accept, and we're not going to help you try to make that determination. Hey, all vodka is vegan-friendly. It's not the it's not the vodka that's the vegan-friendly part. It's the it's not made from animal gelatin. Uh, no, no, what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter about the gelatin because all vodka is vegan-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> we're going. 
improve your love life and get new sheets. No, really, get new sheets. Normally, you only buy them when they tear the washing machine. That's true. So how about you just splurge on a nice set for a change? Egyptian cotton, 200 thread count. Oh, sure, it'll cost a little bit, but aren't you worth it? Or just get the crappy subpar stuff they use in chain hotels and imagine you're on vacation. Crappy stuff at the hotel is 200 thread count. Egyptian cotton's 2,000 to uh, 4,000. I've bought my own bed sheets before. I I, it, I write what hey, the uh, stars uh, tell me, man. Don't I? I, don't, I, don't I, know. I I'm just saying it does make a difference, though. Really, the, the stars know the difference between arachnids and insects. No, no, don't no. Give no, me no, shit about the. That, that's not what I meant. I meant that if you trade out regular bed sheets for a high count th- thread, you're gonna have a great time. Aquarius. Claiming you continue to smoke because you have a strong sex drive isn't fooling anyone anymore. It's not about your sex drive at all, is it? It's because of that damn Zippo lighter you modified to put out a flame about eight inches tall. Sure, it impresses the hell out of people when you do your John McClane impression. Come on out to the coast, we'll get together and have a few laughs. But seriously. How many times do you have to burn off your eyebrows before you accept that this is too dangerous? I may have seen the movie a few times. I'm I'm guessing. I've lost count. (laughs) The only movie I've seen more than Die Hard is Shrek. I can quote the entire movie. Pisces. The sky's the limit, but when you, but when have you ever stopped at someone else's rules? Did you get off that guy's lawn when he told you to? Of course not. Did you stop using the British U on your spelling test, even though the teacher told you to? Of course you didn't. And, and did you agree with Galoka that the Eulus was too ugly to save? So you think about it, all that, and where it's brought you in life. There are going to be some people who are really wondering where that reference comes to. And I, I, I'm just saying it's not the next, the last starfighter. Yes, it was. (laughs) It's the last starfighter. So those are your horrible scopes for this week. Congratulations on getting through them. If you enjoyed them, wonderful. If you didn't, you could have, gone ahead and, and bribed us, but you didn't, so you got what you paid for, so tough. You're welcome. So let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and have a little bit of uh, a little bit of a discussion about this thing. So the the story that came out and uh tech it was it was you that uh, originally posted it, wasn't it? Yeah, I uh I I I, I saw it so I am a frequenter of Reddit. I love it. There, there's a lot to hate about Reddit. And there's a lot to love about Reddit. But the one thing I can definitely say about Reddit, it is not Facebook. It is not Twitter. It is not YouTube. Reddit is its own animal and it's its own ecosystem. Um, love it or hate it. It's, it's one of the few systems. People think Facebook is quick to update when there's natural disasters around the world. Reddit's faster. Every time, uh, sometimes by hours, sometimes by minutes, sometimes by days, depending on what's going on, but it really is. And 
one of the forums I frequent is called Public Freakout, where people take video of other people freaking out. Sometimes I want to see what people are freaking out about. Not because I enjoy watching somebody freak out, but I want to see what is causing people to lose their minds. And what caught my attention was the fact that there was a restaurant in Vancouver, British Columbia called uh, Corduroy, if I remember correctly. Uh, Doesn't matter. Well, anyway, uh, the Vancouver restaurant was being visited by health inspectors and the somebody who does is from like the liquor license inspector or whatever, or liquor license board or whatever it is that they have up there. I'm not too familiar with their team. And they were breaking the rules in the restaurant. There were people walking around with no masks on. Now, uh, when you're in a restaurant, if you're eating, yeah, your mask is off. But if you're sitting there, you're not consuming anything. You're walking around, you're not consuming anything. And you're just chatting with people. You're just mingling. Your mask needs to be on. There's also limits to how many people can be inside and everything. They were breaking all the rules. And when they got hold of the owner to say, hey, you know, you, you've, you've got to rein this thing in. There is, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. The lady stood her ground, declared her womanhood, and the restaurant and patrons started chanting, "Get basically, get the hell out. And, um, you know, you have these few inspectors who are vastly outnumbered. You know, they have two choices. Get out or call the police and start issuing citations and things like that. I would have liked to have seen them see the ladder. I've done the ladder, but I digress. Uh, their safety was paramount. And, you know, this sets a bad precedent. Now, the restaurant was shut down for two days. They tried to cover it up by saying they ran out of food. And so they were going to take some time off and spend it with their family. But we've seen this behavior before. And we also see what happens to some of these restaurants. Some of these businesses get permanently shut down or they lose their liquor license, which is kind of a death kill, a death, a death toll for some restaurants, uh, depending on what neighborhoods they're in and locations and things like that. So overall, it's bad. It's it's high risk of spreading the virus around. Um, bad examples uh, and encouraging bad behavior with the general public as well as businesses. It's breaking uh, rules, uh, laws, and more importantly, people seem to forget that the more people that are exposed to the virus uh, live or die, the virus gets a chance to uh, mutate. And Bridges is just reminding me, or pointing out to me that they got their license revoked and that's 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 basically a nail in the coffin right there their 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 restaurant will end up dying from that if they can't serve alcohol with their barbecue and everything else people aren't going to come in they they might for a while but with no liquor license they they're they're gone now i've met some people who would uh, here in america who would have gladly been part of that group and their mentality is we have to save small businesses. Well, that's fine. Go get delivery. Order extra so that you have leftovers, you know? And that's going to give you a whole bunch. Uh, that's going to give them a whole bunch of money. 
Uh, more importantly, it gives you leftovers so you don't have to cook the next day. <laughs> you get to be a little lazy in that respect. There's that. But we're seeing major problems here. We're seeing COVID on the rise. More and more and more cases of COVID-19 all over the place. The pandemic is is it's it's the fire the fa- the f- flames of the fire are being fanned and they're being fanned by the different variants that are coming into play and the variants only exist because the virus is giving a medium to mutate in and that's human beings the more we spread it around the more it gets a chance to to reproduce the more it gets a chance to mutate and that's really bad for humanity because the more virile it becomes, the more easy it, the more communicable it becomes, the more spreading around it gets. That means there's more likelihood of a variant to develop that is more deadly. And suddenly we're not looking at, you know, one out of however many dying, maybe say, I don't know, a thousand, just for an example, an and the virus mutates and suddenly one in a hundred die. And then it mutates again, suddenly one in ten is dying. That's a really bad thing. To stop those kinds of things from happening, we have to stop spreading the virus. So when you have people in these restaurants kicking out the health inspectors who are just doing their job to try to help you survive, this is un... This is not acceptable behavior for adults. This should not be allowed. This should be enforced. Every single person in there who was chanting to get those health inspectors out should have been fined, if not arrested. That is my opinion. I am not a medical expert. I'm a person who cares about your life. And I don't know who you are. But I do care enough that when I go out, I wear a mask so in the event that I get it, I don't give it to you. Because I just found out a family member of mine has it. And they're having a very hard time. They will most likely survive, but we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. And there's already some nasty side effects. Is it harder to watch a family member die from this, knowing that you'll never see them again? Or harder to live with it, watching them strain to breathe every day for the rest of their life thereafter? Knowing that, you know, if somebody just wore their goddamn mask, a little piece of cloth, that little old lady down the street from me who's got uh, asthma, she wears two layers. She wears the medical mask, and then she wears another cloth one over the top of it. And she's got asthma. If she can do that, what the hell is your goddamn excuse? Yeah, there's something that uh, uh, I want to I want to show you guys. I gotta uh, I gotta do a little bit of um, I gotta do a little bit of a video cutesy for a couple of seconds. Everybody, please excuse me for a couple of seconds. I'm going to be turning off the video feed so that I can uh, arrange this. Give me just a second here. Now, while you're arranging that, 
uh, because I'm Num- going to do a... Uh, uh, no, no, I said while you're arranging that, Ontario has six... The next day after that article came out about that public freakout, Ontario reported 6,000 new COVID cases. Brazil has 4,000 new cases being caused by their brand new variant that they're getting hit with. And it's hitting them fast and hard. Yep. So there you go. This is is the piece that uh, I'm feeding out to uh, everybody in the group also. Uh, Apologies for the thing not quite showing correctly on the on the video feed for everybody anyway the oh that's why it's doing it that way well that's just a, a little bit of an annoyance uh, apologies on the uh, YouTube feed this is this is the way that uh, discord does it the point that I'm uh, that I'm trying to uh, take a point over here is that the graph that's here is Cumulative number of cases by number of days since 10,000 cases. Meaning, once a country has uh, hit 10,000 cases, the clock starts. And this graph is demonstrating what happened with the number of cases after that point. At 100 days, 200, 300, 400 days later that we're at. And... Looking at the uh, looking at the graph, which is color coordinated, you've got uh, listed down here: Brazil, India, Iran, Russia, Spain, the United Kingdom, all doing, if not great, at least not nearly as bad as the United States, which is the one in fluorescent lime green. The the graph you start off at about a hundred days. It's arguable that each of these countries is roughly par to each other, but then things start changing out over the next hundred days. Where at the two hundred point, you can easily tell that there is a difference between what's happening with uh, Brazil, India. And the United States, jumping up quite a bit by comparison to the rest, by 300 days, a year out, it's fair to say that the United States is the foregone forerunner at that point. At the 300, at the 300 day point, the United States is at 20 million cumulative cases. At that point, the closest after that is India at about, let's call it 11 million. Reminding you that India has a population that well and truly exceeds the United States. And not not only do they exceed it, but their population areas are more densely packed together with people side by side in comparison. Um, you go to New York City and walk uh, b- before the pandemic and before 9-11 even. If you walk down the, the sidewalk of New York City and then you were to go to India and walk through one of their markets, you'd be like, wow, New York City's kind of roomy. 
Yeah. Yeah, they have four times population we do. Yeah. Yeah, and our numbers simply just skyrocketed for no good reason. But there was another story that was brought to my attention last night by Dallin. Dallin's Dallin's doing a lot better. He's not with us. He doesn't have the spoons for it tonight. Ask me about that later if you don't understand the, the terminology. Anyway, so he found this news story. Uh, this news article last night while we're doing our radio thing. And he didn't tell me what it was at first. And he's like, I got to check this. I got to check this to make sure that this is real. This can't be a Poe. And of course me already, I'm thinking to myself, if, if he's like really invested in this and he's just like, I got to find out, I got to find out. That's weird. The news story, and we both went looking for independent verification. Not only did we both find it, we found out that there is video to prove it. Longtime rock star, and I use the term loosely, Ted Nugent, was part of a Facebook feed thing where he complained that he is, um, he is addicted to skepticism and and truthfulness and and things i'm i'm paraphrasing just slightly but addicted to was was one of the things that he said his question was the countries were all shut down for this covid-19 thing all over the place but we've had covids before why wasn't the country shut down for covid-1 and COVID two, and three, and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. COVID's <laughs> one through eighteen. Why was the country never shut down for any of those? Dallin saw this. He needed <laughs> to find out. Come on, <sighs> really? This has got to. This has got to be the freaking Babylon Bee. This has got to be the Onion. Come on. Yep. It's real. It's real. Yeah. And it's in the show notes. And at least one of them has the video that shows him saying it. He's not the only one who thought that, though. I mean, Kellyanne Conway did, too. Now, in defense of this kind of thinking... Oh, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I feel, I feel like Vinny Bag of Donuts. I would love to hear this. Okay. For those of you in the community, in the IT community, specifically those who have built computers before and have had to research parts. Uh-huh. All I have to say is one company name and you'll instantly or more likely, most likely know where I'm going with this. Intel. Intel like many other chip manufacturers and even video game console companies give code names to things and have one name that they give to the general public when they market something and another name when they're working on a product in house. So COVID-19 isn't really COVID-19. It's SARS-CoV-2. 
COVID-19 came about by saying, okay, this is the coronavirus and it's, we've, it was discovered, this version was discovered in 2019. So we will shorten that to COVID-19. COVID-19 is the moniker for SARS-CoV-2. Okay, COVID-19 is a lot easier to say on television. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, the, I'm wondering where the defense part comes in now. The defense is, is that we're used to Xbox One, Xbox, or Xbox, Xbox Two, Xbox Three, Xbox whatever, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and that's just video game consoles. We see this a lot in different products. Now, that being said, anybody who wonders... Well, where's the other 18 COVIDs? Could have easily have done a, co a Google search and realized, oh, it's just called COVID-19 because this happens to be this particular strain of the coronavirus that was discovered in 2019. That's where the name came from. Him making this de declarative statement of, well, we survived the other 18 is just demonstrating a, not only a lack of, uh, a, a lack of knowledge, but a willingness to or an unwillingness to go find out himself before making those statements. Whereas with Intel, I can go to Intel's website and look up these code names for these chipsets. I can go to Microsoft's website for the Xbox. I can go to Sony's website for the PlayStation. I can contact these companies and say, hey, how did you get this nickname for this thing? How did you get this name for this? And it doesn't take very long to find out this information. Ted Nugent is not a doctor or a scientist or anything else like that. That's... Sadly, he's a good representation of some of the people in this country. Guns, glory, beer, and have at it. That, that kind of mentality. Not Deutsch kids. Especially so. That one I don't know anything particular about. So, so we, we will say that uh, for anecdotally we'll go with that, but legally, no. So my, like I said, somebody having that initial concept of, well, wait a minute. Why COVID-19? What happened to the other 18 before it? That I, that mental thought, I understand that. But rather than using that as a declarative statement of, hey, we survived the other 18 because they were not even big enough to mention, you should go do your research first, and then you'd realize how fallacious your statement was. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling a red flag on the play uh, at this point. I, I know it's a it's a printer cartridge. It's it's got red on it. Especially, all right. That's magenta. So, fuck off. <laughs> I. I'm calling a red flag on the play because we are a year plus into this whole thing. When it was explained early on, it is the novel coronavirus 2019 by name. It was explained early on what the naming convention was, the super long and the shortened approximation version so that it would be easier for the rest of the dynamic of everybody else to be able to get around with, because I don't know about you, but uh, saying Rufus Xavier Sarsaparilla 
all day is going to go ahead and get me really, really, really slow at the end of the day. Yeah. And how long is the attention span of the average American? Obviously not 300 plus days. People get burnout. People have stress. They get anxiety. They forget. They want to forget. They, in some cases, depending on how bad things get in their life, some people feel the need to forget so that they can move forward. I can understand but that. For for the average person, okay, Ted Nugent, he's just an idiot. He really is. He's just one of the, I'm fine, I've got mine, clan. You know? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, he's wealthy concert. as hell. And all the people there at the concert and him on the stage, they're all, we ain't got nothing, we're fine. So, like, there's no thought to anything outside of that. And basically, a lot of people, they won't, they won't think about the illness until they're afflicted. Oh, man, isn't that the case? Not always. Some people will literally well, are on their deathbed the denying it. Of course, that becomes a little more personal. Yeah. But yeah, it we... doesn't seem part of the thought process until... And I can even be guilty of that uh, at moments. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I'm, I, I would be absolutely wrong to assume that just because we are who we think that we are, that we can't be duped by something somewhere along the way, including our own heads duping us. It happens. It's going to happen. It will happen again. And it would be madness to think otherwise. That's why we try to keep ourselves on our own damn toes. Sometimes I find my brain... Um... When I have a certain thought, I'm like, oh, what the fuck did I just think? I just, I'm just surprised at my brain's own, I don't know what to call it, laziness. Well, I don't know. There, there are times where uh, I, I had my brain just kind of on, I'm going to say that it was figuratively on autopilot while I was driving deliveries. I know, I know. Just leave me alone for a second. And I would have... I would have these weird connections that would just kind of pop up into my head when my head was otherwise, you know, in neutral. And suddenly I've got these connections that happened, ideas that came up for uh, for shows back in the, uh, you know, when I was still doing that. So, you know, yeah, I, I get that. But the problem that I've got here is this is this is a piece of information that's already been well, was already established and, and explained away way early on. And I have a hard time believing that even just asking your personal device what it means wouldn't give you the answer. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and do it now because I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to piss off my phone. But, you know, really, no. If you th think about how many drugs Technusion has probably done in his lifetime, again, again, anecdotally speaking, I can believe yeah. that. Legally speaking, we really don't know. So you yeah. know, at yeah. the, at this point, that could only help. 
<laughs> depends on which ones. Yeah. Yeah. But now, politicians, on the other hand, they have no excuse. No. No. It, it depends on the person and the position that they're in. I am not going to expect uh, a town's mayor to be as as knowledgeable as somebody... Like, perfect. for example, judge on the Supreme Court. Okay. We live in scary times. Maybe yes. 20 years ago... Uh, yeah, well, we'd expect a politician to be a little more aware, but uh, if we can tell by the um, uh, what's her name who just got elected to Congress, she's still a freshman in Congress, the Green something. She's like, oh, uh, if if it's who I think that you're talking about, fair that we don't mention by name because it okay does well, not anyways, does not I need the point. oxygen. Yeah. Well, just, you know, they've been, um, there's been certain elements who've been pushing the stupid into the political system since 20 years. Um, I think a good lot of the Republican Party are are now uh, firmly in place. Uh, yeah, believers. I don't think they're aware of the evil they do. There's, um... But we can't read other people's minds. That's, that's, that's the big problem. We can't... No, no, you're right. We can't. But we can get a very good insight because of the old expression, actions speak louder than words. And the actions that we end up seeing from... And it, it doesn't even have to necessarily be the uh, the uh, American lowercase c conserv. No, should I say capital C conserv? Yes, yes, I can. In this particular case, the American capital C conservative people, because they are the same ones who, again, in Canada, the capital C conservative. Which in Canada, the Conservative Party is actually the liberal group, and the liberal group is actually the conservative, capital C, conservatives. They don't, it's not that they're evil, it's that they are simply ambivalent to any and everyone else once they've got theirs. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I had a coworker. I I went into the office and I had a coworker. We were chatting and he started to take his mask off and I said, "Whoa." And he goes, "Oh, it's okay. I've had my ma I've had my uh vac both my vaccination shots. I'm safe now." And I said, "No, you're not." I said, "You are not safe." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah. I have my I'm vaccinated." Now, mind you, this guy's got like 15, 20 years on me. So, probably lived through getting his polio vaccination. And was probably equating it to something like that, too. Yeah. But I had to explain to him that what, the vaccine just means that your probability of catching the virus has gone down. 
but it doesn't mean you're immune. It also means that if you do happen to catch the virus, you're less likely to die from it. Not that you won't suffer. If I can and there is absolutely nothing about the vaccine that prevents you from giving it to somebody else. That's what the mask is for. Yes. So please don't give it to me who will in turn end up giving it to other people that I care about and killing them and put your mask back on. Yeah, Joseph. Yeah, the, 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 <clears throat> the vaccination prevents you from being affected by the virus, doesn't prevent you from catching it. And oh. yes, everybody's a spreader. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it limits how much of it's going to affect you. But it's but not course, going it, to, yeah. It's it's not going to stop the f the affections uh, completely. I, I don't I, honestly I don't know the science on that. If you have the uh, if you're exposed to the virus and you're vaccinated, um, you might is get it present in your system, or does your does your, your immune system kill it off? Or I don't I don't know so that spreading to other people. Bridget, if you would be so kind. Yes. You can still carry a viral load of it in your nose. Okay. And that's where the virus attaches itself is in the endothelium of your, you know, nasal passages and your you know, throat and stuff like that. That's how it gets into your body. Which is why when they do the swab in order to find out if you've got it, they've gotta go way ram back. <laughs> they dig for gold. And the the speculation at this point is that you're not going to carry as high of a viral load from it with the traditional, well, I'm not going to call it traditional, the wild type COVID. Um, you know, but you can still carry that crap up there. And then with the variants going around, they attach more tightly to that tissue. And so that would theoretically cause you to carry a higher viral load. But as long as you have a viral load up in your nose, you're still contagious to other people. And, you know, if you're wearing a mask. Yeah, the, the mask keeps you from breathing that out on other people. Um, but I know that, like, locally here, they've just totally given up. We're no longer under any kind of a mask mandate or anything. And my husband went to the pharmacy yesterday and not a single pharma, you know, farm tech or pharmacist or anything was wearing a mask. Really? And you can't sterilize those pills without UVC radiation, and those devices are all questionable. And but I'm like, why are the people in the pharmacy no longer masking up? They well, should know better. Well, wait Did a minute. I wait, wait. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Just one second. Was this a chain pharmacy or an yes. independent? It was a CVS. If CVS corporate had said. And told them, do not, because that's in line with the, you know, the state, whatever the local regulations are at this point. Um, that's on CVS then. Or I don't know if it was corporate or local decision, but I know that the state. Uh, removed their mask advisory effective April 6th, and all I know is that the farm techs are no longer wearing masks. Yeah, and people are going to die. And I think that's so stupid. Joseph, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but but please, by all means, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted, I had a question about um, um, 
did I hear correctly earlier that there's a spike in the U.S. of cases? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In yes. Canada and Brazil and India. Yeah, our cases went down for a while and then they tripled. Mm-hmm. Because in people got of, relaxed. In yeah. spite of the vaccination, at the same time as the vaccination is happening. Yeah. Vaccinations are slow. Okay, they take well, time. Moderna, well, here, here, here's a case in point. Moderna, if you get the Moderna shot, you have to wait four weeks before you can get the second booster shot that's required for it. Even after you get the booster shot, they tell you, now that you've had the booster shot, you should stay isolated for an additional two weeks while your system normalizes. This is a total of six weeks, a month and a half, that you should be minimizing human contact despite getting these shots before going back out and mingling, so to speak. People aren't doing that. I have lost count of the amount of people who have gotten just their first shot alone and went, hey, let's go out to the pub and have a beer. Yeah, it's all good. And yeah. My pub, I've, I've got a pub over by me that um, I was sitting in the parking lot of the shopping center waiting on my Chinese food order because the Chinese place is takeout only because they don't want their family members because it's family owned. Uh, to get sick from the public, but they also don't want to get the public sick because they have excellent food and the public has been very good to them. So despite the people being ornery about having to wait outside or having to wear masks, they're still open because their food's that good. I was watching. There were people in there walking around, chatting with others, going to other people's tables. Sometimes they had a drink in their hands. Sometimes they didn't. But they didn't have their masks on. And sure, the bartender had their mask on. And the waitstaff had their masks on. But they weren't enforcing the mask rule. And everybody that was in there was all happy. People were going out in the parking lot smoking cigarettes shoulder to shoulder instead of staying six feet back. They just don't care. Do you, do you see what I was saying about the Ted Nugent crowd earlier? It's just the same mm -hmm. thing again. Yeah, they, they've got what they think is the the silver bullet, even with just their first jab. And yeah. you know, they, they think, all right, good. It's all, it's all good now. Yeah, I do have to go in for the second one. But you know what? I, I got my first one. I'm good. I mean, if the if the virus comes near me at this point, I mean, this is going to be effectively the same as you know the second one come in. I'll I'm, I'll be fine. I don't know where I heard it, but uh, there was a term that came up. We're calling it all the time critical thought, uh, but I call it. I I heard it called uh, metacognition, and that really clicked. And basically, it's thought about thought. Um, or as I posted, uh, uh, or in other in other terms, uh, why the fuck did I just think that? Um, because what's really strange, and I, I don't, I'd like to say this without sounding condescending as hell, but you know the Ted Nugent crowd and these people, uh, you know. Uh, 
socializing within the restaurant within a closed space uh, just basically being a risk um there's not much thought there so i would almost call that uh reacting you know people just doing social interactions and you know kind of reacting to each other without much thought at all so you know as though as much as i like that term metacognition actually um the rabbit hole goal the rabbit hole goes a little deeper than that i think because i think you know 90 percent of our thought processes are subconscious and a good lot of what we do, I, I don't think we're really quite aware why we do it. It's only when um, we're confronted, when our, whenever, when whatever we decided to do is confronted with an obstacle or something like that. It's only then that we seem to to question our our base processes or whatever you want to call it. And uh, well, yeah. To put it shortly, I'd like to see ourselves question our own behavior a little more a little more um, frequently than we do. Yeah, Stephanie's got an import uh, an interesting point over here. Uh, by the way, it also said uh, that's why I put my prescription in quarantine when I get home. Everything is quarantined in my flat. Okay, you know, f fortunately, you have that luxury to be able to do. Some people, not so much, but be that as it may, it also said there is thought. It is called wishful thinking. They want things to be back to quote unquote normal, so they pretend it is. Yeah. Yeah, I used, uh, I brought back out uh, I... a term that I had heard a long time ago called affluenza to describe how these people are behaving. It's not even a matter of being Karens. It's affluenza i've got mine so everything should be good because i got mine so why don't i have what i have grown accustomed to or grown accustomed to you know i've said earlier but and it again sounds super condescending as hell but it's almost as though these people do you remember that time in your life when you know um mom and dad were taking care of everything in your adolescence years um, sure well at the same time you had your quote-unquote freedom old enough to go out and do shit to have a few beers with your friends at the same time as mom and dad were still paying for everything i almost call this the golden age that everybody was is is quote-unquote remembering because it's kind of like people are stuck in this ideal state and this is their uh, i don't know what you call it not carrot and stick but that's their their holy grail getting back to that uh, that period this time in their life and that's why people are so nostalgic about always the past and all that uh, but this is just my personal opinion but uh, i i really think that people are referring to this time in their lives when they're thinking about the golden age. It's like the age of no responsibility, basically. But if they really thought to it, if they thought about, well, actually, um, 
so that you could go have beers with your friends, uh, you know, and have your quote unquote freedom while mom and dad had to slave uh, 14 hours a day at the factory. You know, the, the consequence part about this whole damn thing is a piece that we, we haven't really touched much on. And I think, I think we really need to at this point, the consequence. And I, I forgive me for sounding melodramatic here. The consequence for these groups, the ones in Vancouver, who are all up in a, in a, in a restaurant unmasked yelling at the people who are coming in with masks from the government for the safety of the people, which by the way, if anybody watched that video, you might notice that there is an infant on somebody's front while their whole thing is going on too. God, I sincerely hope that that child is safe. But then you got the people that follow people like Ted Nugent. What happened to COVID's 1 through 18? Why didn't we close down for those? The consequence, again, forgive me for being melodramatic, is death. The consequence is death. Here's the melodramatic part, because that wasn't it. Or worse. What is happening to some of these people, arguably, long term, may even be worse. You've heard some of the stuff, uh, Bridget, uh, people having um, uh, having uh, 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 blood clots and and uh, scarring on the uh, on the heart and the the lungs and. And um, blood vessels having problems or whatever the hell it is that's going on at this point. I I haven't even been able to keep track of all of that. Yep. And uh, also mental health problems. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that one. And one thing they have discovered in the last couple of months or so is that it also causes some kind of a weird disorder Um to where your bone marrow blood cells can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and get into your brain. And that's absolutely not supposed to happen. That is not a thing. But with COVID, it's a thing. Yeah, we're only beginning to see the quote-unquote long-term effects of... And we won't know the long-term effects for probably be another 20 years. Minimally five. Uh, especially yeah, with these variants, we're having more children that are dying now. There's people working on it. Oh, absolutely. But the big problem of it is the the vast majority of these problems that we're talking about that are being diagnosed are for adult populations. We really have no way of knowing at this point what it's going to end up doing to those kids that are still developing not even maturing even i mean if it's if it's if it's screwing up you know if it's got the long term thing of you know the the 
brain blood barrier suddenly becoming the fourth wall in a Deadpool movie, that's going to be a really bad day for whoever's left in the family to bury the kid. They end up having a cognitive issues and and that is being demonstrated now so you know what i think we should bring back um funerals where whenever it's this funeral of a child they put the white ribbons on the hearse and everything else they, they used to be on the wagons and such that's what i'm unfamiliar with yeah, but it, it's an old one um but it used to be um back when you know there were horses and all that stuff. They do white ribbons for a kid in certain parts of the world. And I, I think they should do that. You know, I think we should start having ones. Uh, hey, yo, uh, such and such state had this many child deaths and such and such. They had this many child deaths really start to hit home. Oh, but then again, wait, what am I thinking? There are so many people out there who just don't give a damn about other people's kids. Yeah. Well, we're having having problems now with uh, something called mystery, um in children who are getting COVID. And it's causing inflammation in their heart, lung, kidneys, brain, skin, eyes, and GI tract. Yeah, they won't live a normal life and they'll die young. Um, they'll have a shortened lifespan anyway. Yeah. Uh, does he... Is there any um, indication of the virus affecting the, our basic genome? There's no cross... DNA? Uh, yeah. Um, Is there any cross-contamination? Not that I've heard. You mean again, like I'm... causing genetic problems? Yeah. Is that what we're getting at? Yeah, yeah. That are actually... Not that I'm aware of, but... Yeah, there's still a lot that we don't know. Yeah, there is there is the possibility of something like that uh, eventually uh, being detectable, but that's for if if I'm thinking the same thing that you're thinking of, I remember hearing how the human genome sequencing went through finding what actually goes into making a human from all that and it came out to something on the order of I think it was like 20% was actually active encoding versus the rest of it all which is just garbage effectively but bits and pieces of it if you'll pardon the expression were actually like leftover pieces of old viruses that ended up you know latching part of their genetic information into the DNA strands, and they've just kind of come through over successive generations. They don't do anything. They're just kind of there as little bookmarkers. That's that's the kind of thing you're talking about? I Kind of like graffiti. That's... That is not a bad analogy. Well, it's not a bad uh, analogy. Well, it's a fun one, but I'm not sure it's so accurate. But... Yeah, we were here. Like a fossil. I don't know. But well, I'm wondering, so if there's certain, you know, viruses that are... I should just shut up, because I, I don't know enough about the, about this to talk about this. But, um, yeah, if the 
if the virus is doing damage to your system, you, you have to find the cause of the damage of its of its deformities because of genetic. Yeah, it's or yeah. whether because the body can repair itself if if its genome if the genome is still intact, um, it can more or less. Yeah, I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> the human body's not that great at repairing certain kinds of damage. Yeah, then I was thinking the scar tissue because, um, yeah, that's the human body trying to repair itself, but all the damn cells are together wrong. Long story short, you get COVID, you're gonna have something when you're done. You don't know if it's going to be something that's obvious or not. You know, it might be something. In year, uh, 20 years down the road, we can't tell because we haven't been 20 years down the road. We don't have a time machine. Uh, we don't have a looking glass, so to speak. But what we do know is that there are people who got hit with COVID back at the beginning of 2020 who haven't had it since then who are still having the side effects of it. Yeah. Everything yeah. from shortness of breath to heart problems to cognitive functions to fine motor control. I mean, it's almost like some of these people have developed basically the equivalent of cerebral palsy. Well, if you if you want to take anything from my two minutes of Napote uh just, yeah, we don't know yet. And, yeah, I've got lots of questions. So it's more than likely better to not get the virus at all. Oh, absolutely. Oh, jeez than to get it at all. So the more people who avoid the virus, the more people who get immunized. Oh, look, the likelihood of variants goes down. Wait the likelihood second. of passing it around goes down. The likelihood of diminishing, of negatively affecting other people's lives goes down. What does it cost you? Oh, I want to talk to somebody face to face instead of through a camera. I'm tired of wearing a mask and having to not talk at the same time as somebody else because now I actually have to listen to what they have to say because they're not as loud as they were before. I actually heard that one, by the way. Um, actually, what's most annoying is that uh, through social media, you know, you can have somebody in front of you and basically ignore everything they're saying that's coming out of their mouth if you're just observing their body language. And I think that's a large part of human communication. I you know feel people I feel sorry for? The, the people I feel sorry for are the ones who have to read lips. Those are the ones I feel bad for. I don't feel bad for the guy with the big-ass pickup truck and the gun rack and all that other crap going out every other weekend hunting whatever saying i can't breathe in a mask uh, oh you oh you snowflake you i'm not a snowflake the masks are repressive you're a snowflake because down our if you go down such and such street and you knock on such and such door there's a little lady with a compromised immune system who has uh, uh a extremely bad um case of uh um, asthma, who literally carries two inhalers on her every day, and she wears double the mask that you do. And one of them is the medical mask, which is more restrictive than that piece of freaking 
stretch cloth you wear around your mouse, which is actually worse than wearing a bandana. We're going to be starting those people either. What these people don't like is change. They want, yeah. That's, that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah, that wasn't part of my indoctrination. Or uh, they they want to believe what they hear that makes them feel comfortable. Well, oh, it's it's all a conspiracy by the Democrats. They like to get their directives from quote unquote trusted sources, and if a rule imposed on them doesn't come from a trusted source, I would really like to see the difference between a reaction, you know, uh, a, the reaction of a quote unquote believer. Um, who's told they have to wear a mask by one, their preacher, or two, a Democrat. Just watch the comparison between the two. Watch the re- difference in reaction. I've seen it. I, I can tell you what happens. Yeah. I can tell you exactly what happens, at least down here. In the southern part of my state, their, their authority suddenly starts telling them to wear a mask at all times. Oh, Oh, they, they've started drinking the Kool-Aid from the other guys. We're not going to be able to listen to them. We're going to have to find a new church, or we're going to have to find a new group of people to hang out with. Ooh, I don't quite agree. Oh, it happens down here, dude. Why do yeah, you think we have these spikes in this country? Yeah, but authorities are... The authorities... Once the authority stops being the echo chamber that you desire, why do you think people shop yeah, around for churches? There's never just one Never just that's one one. I mean, that's really something it, it's going to take time to look at. But I mean, you, a person can have, um, you know, a dozen authority figures and they can all more or less say the same thing. But as soon as one becomes a dissident, so to speak, so to speak, um, you just you know, answered your own question. question. Yeah, they're rejected. Yeah, exactly. They're part of the out group. They're not part of the clan anymore. They were actually worse. Because they are now the turncoats. Oh, they dared offend and question. Yeah, they, they changed their opinion. This is why there are so many people down where I live that say they can't trust Dr. Fauci. Because he's changed his opinion to He's changed his, his guidance too many times. At the beginning of the virus, he said we didn't have to wear a mask unless we wanted to make ourselves feel better. And now it's all we have to all mask up. I was like, dude. That happened like at the start start of 2020, back when we didn't know all the details about this thing. And just like everything else, when you learn more details, the guidance tends to change. Well, I can't trust him. Kid, kid, that's that's so stupid. Okay, just this is a really ridiculously stupid scenario. But imagine, um, you know, Hunter's going to go out. Um, and get food for the day. And before leaving, he says to everyone, hey, tigers aren't dangerous. And then he comes back with uh, an arm missing. And, uh, and he goes, oh, guys, you know, that thing I said earlier about uh, tigers not being dangerous. Uh, I'd like to change my mind on that a bit. The difference is that guy came back with missing an arm. No, imagine he came no, back. Doesn't matter. You're missing. 
Yeah. The, yeah. You're, 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 because these, these religious authority figures who have all gone ahead and said, no, 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 it's not real. It's all, it's all a big, uh, it's all a big hocus pocus and have gotten sick and have gone ahead and turned and said, guys, <laughs> this is the real deal. They've been shoved aside and shunned even. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is that this back then when it was, you know, us against nature, um the consequences of spreading false information or coming to preemptuous assumptions or anything like that um, um that was actually it wiped uh, out a tribe is what it did. Uh, a, yeah. Well, we can't it's not going to wipe out a tribe here because we no. now put warning labels on things. We're too fucking comfortable. But what you're saying about how it's not going to wipe out a tribe? Yeah. Yeah, it it it, it most assuredly will. Because there are isolated groups who are in their both figurative and I can't say literal bubbles. They're figurative social bubbles. They're authority bubbles where they will believe to the very last one of them. And they will end up with. Bridget, what was what was the uh, uh, um, the percentages on on people contracting? Do you remember? Percentages of contracting. What do you mean? Well, in a in an overall general population, uh, the the likelihood of transmission. Uh, get, all right, here, here as an example, a Roman Catholic church, which has a tendency of having much older population these days, who will end up sharing a chalice of watered down wine even though it's wiped every time somebody uses it, if they continue with the way that things had gone, I'm assuming that the likelihood of infection goes up significantly if they stayed with the traditional method that they'd been doing. Well, I have to think about that. I, I know the, the your chances of catching it are based on you know, like, um, you know, space and time. But they've, you know, since also changed the definition of what an exposure is, too, which is kind of interesting because, you know, at first they were saying that if you were around someone who was positive that you needed to be around them for about 15 minutes to catch it. And now they're saying that's not necessarily the case, that it can be like a total of 15 minutes exposure at various points and it's cumulative. So, I don't know. It. I really don't know. I, what I do know is the amount of cases that we have is probably way underestimated. Yeah, we've kind of, we've kind of um, thought that for a while now, because yeah. of the way that everything had been going on. And testing has gone way down and I don't think it's because there's fewer cases. I think people are just not bothering to be tested. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, why bother if you're just going to 
going to get the uh, the vaccination because mm-hmm. once the vaccination goes in, the expectation is you've got immunity. You're done. Which is bullshit because the variants. Well, amongst other things, just just to begin with, yeah. But well, I, I mean, and that's and there's no treatment for some of them too. I can't remember if it was the California variant one or two because they've, they've got two now that share certain aspects of the one that was found in UK and the other one that was found in Brazil that have become like a double mutation kind of a thing. But the people who were coming down with that, part of those mutations will evade any of the monoclonal antibody treatments. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. And, you know, what I was saying earlier about the tribes not getting wiped out, I'm thinking in terms of the traditional sense where tribes were separated out, they had distance, they didn't have instant communications, you know, that sort of thing. You know, one village, one tribe might or village might be trading with another. And then one day, well, none of the traders from the other village showed up. Well, they need to send somebody to investigate. Nobody's there. They're all gone. They're all dead. Okay. You know, they might bring it back and wipe out the other tribe. And then those two tribes are gone and nobody's around to continue carrying the virus around. So, however many viruses have died out because of scenarios like that, we have no way of knowing. But in today's day and age, your tribe can be shifting, just like the concept of family can shift. There are plenty of people who have families that are made up of people who have zero blood relations, whether it's due to adoptions, whether it's due to uh, a, a, a an agreed upon brotherhood or sisterhood just due to family of choice. Uh, exactly. And so you might have a group of 200 people in a church who are all drinking the Kool-Aid and not getting the shots, not wearing the masks and everything. And, and suddenly, you know, a bunch of them start to die out, but don't forget there's going to be random people who are going to have tolerance and resistance and possibly even immunity. And if their tribe gets too small, they'll go online and find others like them. And it makes it really easy for them to bring that tribe's numbers back up again. That echo chamber continues to thrive. That's something that we didn't have before technology. So this wonderful system of communications, this wonderful ability to convey ideas and thoughts and experiences is also a double-edged sword. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm not saying regulate it, all that other crap. Uh, That's another story, another conversation for another day. But what I am saying is it does assist in helping those who would misuse it to promote bad ideas. And like a hammer that has fallen on your toe, the hammer has no feelings. The hammer is just a tool. Just because you misused it and got hurt by it doesn't mean it's the hammer's fault. We've, you know, we've, we've. Freaking dead horse. We've dealt with this for over a year. 
over a year. And there is at least one country, at least, that didn't need to fix this with new biotech. All Australia, no, sorry, not Australia, it was uh, New Zealand. All they did was say, hey, look, this is bad. This is spreading by contact. We need to keep everybody secure and safe and separate from everybody else for a little while so that we can get this cleared out. And they did it. It took them, what, three months? Gone. They starved it out. They literally starved out the virus because they cared. Because they cared enough to work at it hard for three months. We said it before, the United States doesn't do anything proactively, or at the very least, hasn't in a very long time. We are very much a country of everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh my God, turn left! Yeah, I mean, prove to me that I'm wrong. Anytime. Seriously. I-95, I-35, I I-495, I-80, I-81. <laughs> Highways that I've traveled where you're absolutely correct. And this is why I will never drive in and around uh, Boston ever again. Never, never again. I'll never go into D.C. in my own car. Uh, I don't blame you. Somebody else's? Maybe. Walk and take the metro? Definitely. As long as the metro is not on fire that day. Uh, I mean, Australia did a really good job of handling theirs, too. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I think really attributed to Australia doing well is the fact that their health people and their law enforcement they have this kind of attitude of, we don't have time for this crap. We don't have time for your BS. Yep. So here's what we're going to do. You're breaking a law, <laughs> we're going to crack down. And you got two options. Do what you needs to be done or pay the price. And we're not here to, to negotiate. We're here to tell you, you know, this is what's going on. And you got five. You have thirty seconds to comply. <laughs> to quote a movie. Yeah, they had to clamp back down recently, but you know, like uh, where one of my friends lives, it's like, it's OMG, we have six active cases. Shut everything down. Boom. <laughs> That's how they're keeping it under control. And if they tell you to wear a mask and you don't have one, you're doing some time and you're forking over a whole bunch of money. But and they're not playing. But here's the question. Is it working? Yeah. Nice and simple. It's a simple question, simple answer. And here's Anybody the here's, coming in had to have a 14-day quarantine, just you know, no question about it, and that's how they have kept it under check. And here's one of the best parts about that. The people aren't being told that they can't complain. See, I have listened to so many people say, well, you know, they're trying to silence me by making me wear a mask. I was like, 
Well, last time I checked, first off, you just made that statement while wearing a mask, and I could hear you. So you're not being silenced. And second, uh, if you look at other countries who are doing it, they're still bitching about wearing a mask. They're just doing it. You still have a right to bitch and moan here in the U.S. to, to bitch and moan while wearing your mask. Nobody's saying you can't. Nobody's saying that you can't say, oh, I hate this. I don't want to wear this. I shouldn't. I feel that I shouldn't have to. Okay, those are all fine, valid statements. But you do need to. Or you're going to kill someone. Well, they don't care. But the thing that I find hilarious is now they're talking about possibly giving some kind of ID or having a system where people who have been fully vaccinated can you know, fly without any hassles or attend concerts or things like that. And these people now are going, well, that's so unfair if they get that privilege because it's shutting us off from participating in active society. And it's like, cry a little or die mad, will you? Because you've kind of shut us off from society for the past year because you can't wear a fucking mask. Yeah, and it's fair for us to go ahead and bitch moan and complain about wearing a mask because we've had to wear a goddamn mask for a year plus in the United States, a year plus in Canada, a year plus in most of the world, a year plus. But yeah, why can't we be more like New Zealand? Because people here don't want a mask, and some of them have been anti-mask the whole time. Yep. And now they're whining because, well, I don't want to get the vaccine, and that's not going to be fair if I can't do X, Y, and Z because other people have their vaccines. Die mad. Like, yeah, die mad. I don't care. Go pound sand. If you're an anti-vaxxer, an anti-masker, then, you know, I don't care that you're excluded. Good. If you're an anti-vaxxer and an anti-masker, please give your child to a responsible adult to be taken care of, and then... Go die in a fire. Yeah. yeah, Jump in a well. I'm sorry. Did I say say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yes, you did. (laughs) I said the the outside thing the. It's like, a, you're, you're not the ones being discriminated against. I mean, you know what you need to be doing. I don't feel like you have any complaints. Here are the rules. Follow the rules. You get to do with everybody else. Don't follow the rules. And you don't. It's yeah. as simple as, oh, I don't know. Um, kindergarten, kindergarten kids learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. Pre-K learn this. Head Start kids were. Uh, learn this for those uh, states that have Head Start programs. There are children who are more aware and more um, proactive against COVID than there are than adults, and that makes me happy for the younger generation because you know, hey. But we also have to take into account that many of these kids will have their opinions eventually swayed by the adults that they hang around with, by the communities that they live in, that, oh, you know, all these adults aren't wearing their mask and they're all saying it's bad. I guess my teacher was wrong, or I guess that doctor was wrong, or that nurse was wrong, because there are more adults here 
who are disagreeing with that one person. And all those people aren't doctors. But that yes, part gets lost. You're basically kids are uh, they have more critical thought for a while, yeah. Will and ability than a lot of adults because like you said, eventually that just gets crushed out of them. Yeah. Well, if you if you question the status quo, then the status quo is going to reject you. And that's pretty scary, especially for a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had the uh, we've had the psychology experiments where uh infants were shown situations and how they reacted to it was measured. Things like um uh the puppets hitting other puppets, you know, the old uh, Punch and Judy kind of uh, things. And the kids, very young kids, were asked questions about how they felt about, you know, the who puppet was hitting who. Violence. And they, they knew from an early age that it was wrong. We've talked about the psych examinations uh, uh, with um, empathy with fucking rats, for Christ's sake. And they've shown the ability of having, you know, empathy and sympathy and reasoning. I mean, the the fact that the fact that this illogic, that this ill will, that this I don't want to say animus towards fellow humanity, but this absolute ambivalence towards it is still something that is still being bred into us as a society, that hurts. If you don't know how to judge the value of anything for yourself, you only have your own level of comfort as a reference. And all those around you, the behavior of those around you. And that's it. I mean, there's, there's, there's absolutely no accountability, no responsibility, and no judgment going on there at all. And no way to fix them. Uh, no, no, no. It's we're just, not taking them to the vet. No, it's <laughs> it's quote unquote fixable, but it it takes time. Yeah, it takes generations, and no. it takes teachers. No, no, no. no it no, takes no. education. Well, yes, to put all those pieces into play. But I mean, for the for those that are growing up and they are in the circles where they don't learn all of the scientific fact and they get, you know, poo-pooed away and they get, you know, kept in their little padded room, eventually, over time, that stuff doesn't hold water when it gets critically investigated because it gets slammed into their face. Bridget, right? You know you know I was coming back around to you. You you know I was, I was making a specific dig about your your past. Okay. You get sheltered away from all this stuff and eventually, eventually in this day and age of information, this information scientific reality eventually wins out. Yeah. As long as you look for for the right information. Well, sometimes you don't have too much of a choice. 
What do you mean, right information? Well, there's a lot of disinformation out there, too. Agreed. Oh, God. Yeah. Agreed. But what I mean by right information, and it's a, that's a fair cop. It's a fair cop. Information that we know through successive investigations is accurate. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you know, my, my having said right information, yeah, that was, that was a bad choice of terms. That was a, that was a bad word choice on my part. And, and I I will cop to that, but eventually you have to, you know, eventually stuff gets, gets learned whether it's wanted or not. I mean, okay. Sooner or later, somebody's somebody that doesn't know about the dinosaurs or the you know the millions upon millions of years of you know life being on this planet. Maybe, just maybe, eventually somebody is going to go ahead and ask, you know, where, you know, where, where does gasoline come from? Never really thought about it. Where where does it come from? And that kind of thing can simply go on and on from there. Okay, it comes from comes from the ground. The ground gets it from the tanker. The tanker gets it from the the refinery. The refinery gets it from another pumping station. The pumping station gets it from underground. The underground got it because oh wait a minute, what? You know, yeah. so, sooner or later, there is an investigative. We we are a curious species when all is said and done. But you you have a point there because most people do not think to all of that. They just think about, oh shit, I have to pay another fifty bucks to fill up my tank, and it doesn't go longer than that. But it doesn't go any further than that. Yeah, do I have enough fuel in my car to go get my cup of my five dollar cup of coffee? My convenience. Yeah. My bubble. Yeah. Oh, I just mentioned the right information because I got into... Well, I don't have time to argue with people who are willfully ignorant. I mean, I will rebut them once, and then if they keep coming back at me, then I just walk away because life is too short. Um, But got into an argument with somebody who was telling me that you know, I had bought into the lie and all this other stuff on COVID and told me I needed to go watch the documentary Plandemic and get a clue. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was <laughs> like, the name oh, of that? Plandemic? Plandemic. And it's, you know, it's it's right-wing conspiracy bullshit. And it's so blatant that Facebook, YouTube, every other place keeps taking it down. But they it's told me... It's a conspiracy! Well, they told me, yeah, they told me I needed to go watch that and figure out what's, you know, real and that Dr. You know, Fauci is responsible for COVID. And it was created in a lab and this, you know, this nurse who made this documentary had all the puzzle pieces and all the proof. And I've, I've seen it. And I was like, that is just conspiracy bullshit. Yes, I have seen it. And they're like, well, what part of it specifically is wrong? And I'm like, just fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but it's, if you if you follow that, it 
far enough. I mean, it, it basically always comes back to, uh, well, I haven't experienced it yet, so it's not true. Well, I'm not going to waste time arguing with somebody who buys into that and have me specifically point out what is wrong with that movie and what's un, you know, in, uh, not factual. Just, you know. And it, it, it's not it's not a case of, in, in defense of Bridget not taking the time to point stuff out, um, having tried to converse with people like that before. A waste of time. It's a waste of time because they ultimately end up moving the goalposts over and over and over again. You point out the first factually problematic statement. And they go, well, and they start trying to protect it. And then when they realize that they it's a losing ground for them, they move on to the next one and dismiss the first one that they used as, oh, well, let's just move on to the next one because the next one proves it. And they keep doing that over and over and over again. And finally, when you get through the entire list, they tell you you're wrong anyway. We've seen this behavior in creation. Trump. <laughs> Like creationists, I, I mean, some of these people, you could bury them in evidence, and they'll still deny. I mean, yeah, the world is flat. Well, I mean, they're still adamant that masks are going to kill you if you wear them, and you just can't argue with people like that. No. We, we should get the flat earthers, the anti-maskers, and the anti-vaccine people. Like to go to the same conference at the same time. <laughs> to line yeah. them up with a whole bunch of cats and just watch the cats bap them off the edge of everything. That'd be great. The the <sighs> people like that don't like to argue with me after a while. Because I've done on many an occasion on Facebook. They want to go ahead and they want to they want to move past a point and me mm -mm, I I I I pound a stake in the ground I'm just like no we're not we're not moving past this point until we clarify it don't go moving off to something else you stick right here with me right here right now and if you don't want to do that then you can just go ahead and piss off a rope up up whatever die in a fire that one's easier go fuck dirt I don't care. But I am not leaving from this spot until we've got this right. Well, there's no point in arguing any further. They're not going to listen to a basic point. Well, there is a certain point where I know full well that it's no longer about trying to convince them. It's a matter of showing anyone and everyone else around. This is how stupid it all is. So that's why I don't end up getting angry because I can't because when, when they get to that point, it's just a matter of, okay, here you go here. Let me keep feeding you your line. Go ahead. Here, here's your rope. Keep going. Keep going. I don't care. Let everybody else see how much of a tool you are. And that's a problem. You say, oh. no, let's see everybody. Just just go ahead and keep showing the world how, how insane and crazy you are. Well, now they get together and they have conventions and they work their way into various uh, medical fields and stuff and try to claim that their feelings 
outweigh the science, and they know this because, you know, maybe they worked in that field for a time. I mean, it, it's it's just nuts, man. It, it's absolutely nuts. The only thing we can do is continue to provide better educations for our children, provide the vaccines for those who are willing to take it, avoid the people who refuse to do so when we're aware of them, take the precautions that we can take and hope that we live through it because there are just so many freaking crazy people out there who think this is all a joke. Yeah. And you're right that, um, you know, you may have a differing opinion with them, but they just have to go back to their quote unquote plan where everybody's in group think and they all think the same and uh, well, they're comfortable again. It's damned annoying. Um, we're getting pretty close to uh, uh, needing to close up. Uh, I got nothing else. Okay, that makes that easy. Um, well, while I was gone, I, I did look at the numbers. And uh, yeah, for Canada, holy shit. It's gotten uh, a little uh, a little out of hand, has it? Uh, yep. Yeah. Hello, Spike. Yeah. And France is almost at the top of the list for the, uh, the number of cases. Though Please I would stay like safe, man. Per capita numbers show put a little more on priority. Yeah, it's a little. It, it's 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 safe to say it's a little nuts. Bridget, was there anything uh, left over for you? Mm, no. That's fair. And uh, any actual last item for you, Joe? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, thanks. Okay. Let me uh, let me close it with this, and it's it's real simple. It's real. It's real short. It's real to the point. If we're going to talk about consequences, here is one consequence I do not want to be part of. I do not want to be the reason Betty White dies from COVID. Yeah. Isn't that good enough reason? She's a goddamn national treasure. Smart as a whip. Funny as hell. Takes no prisoners. We need to keep her as long as possible. We couldn't keep Ruth Bader Ginsburg long enough. We can at least keep her. Who? Ruth? Oh, no, Betty. No. And I want to keep it that way. She's still alive. Yeah. She's still alive. I think she's 99. Yeah. She's older than sliced bread. Yes, she is. And you know what? Not Not a power 10. Can't say it. Can't say what I'm thinking. But I'll tell the, I'll, I'll tell the hosts after we close up. <laughs> so with that out of the way everybody thank you very much for being with us we hope that you had yourself a, a good time listening and uh, found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives for you for tonight uh, Stephanie Felis guys thank you and um, Stephanie yeah Stephanie's you know reminding 
Children need to be aware they will suffer long-term consequences for decades. Yeah, and the sad part of it is, I really wonder what kind of consequences the parents are going to have from allowing that to have happened. If it was their choices that made it have happen. But that's that's another thing for another night. We'll see how that plays out. We'll see how yeah, that plays out. Yeah, heart damage you cannot fix. Your cardiac cells do not replicate, reproduce. I mean, that's just a fact. And like you said, that uh, that blood-brain barrier going all Deadpool fourth wall, that's going to be a really bad day. And who knows if or when that's going to happen or how. We'll see. Joseph, thank you. Glad you're able to make it, man. You take good care of yourself. Stay, stay safe out there. Yeah, you too, sir. No worries. Tech, you too, man. You, you hold yourself together. Working on it, man. See, there's a, there's a bright side. Me knowing about uh, about uh, the tech industry with uh, with uh, with tech, I know for well that worst case scenario. I know for well that even if tech finally said I can't stand it anymore and stripped off all the wires off of you know networking cable, he couldn't electrocute himself by putting two sets of wires in each hand and trying to it. Mm, that that that's not going to do it. You do realize if I really wanted to electrocute myself, I have <laughs> so many options. I'd actually probably not be able to do it because of decision uh, fatigue. Yes, I know. But hey, look at the bright side. You could always go and break into some kid's beefed up Subaru and get the one farad capacitor charge it up and just zap it against your chest and that'll do it for you for anybody that's wondering one farad how bad could that be you have no idea i mean if i want to look on the bright side of things uh between my flashlight connection and i could just take some you know i don't know 24 gauge wire and stick it in an electric socket your, your what? that would make what? it bright for a little bit your flashlight oh flashlight oh sorry We're just going to go ahead and clean edit point right there. Thank you. Hey, Don, fix that one in post. Yeah, good luck on that one. <laughs> and Sorry. No, you're not. Don't lie to me. Okay, Remember. so as a kid, I did something incredibly stupid. I lived through it, but I learned a lesson about electricity. And that was as I took the light bulb out of my lamp. I had the lamp unplugged and I had the lamp turned off because I had a hard, old fashioned hard switch. And I wired up the connections inside where the bulb goes because I wanted to see what happened to a wire that was thicker than the filament in the lamp bulb, but it was exposed to air rather than whatever gas was in the light bulb or whatever wasn't in there. I figured it would probably be brighter. And it might not last very long, but at least it would be bright. And then I plugged it in. Then I turned it on. And it was pretty bright. And so was the almost fire I started. <laughs> when the two hot ends split, or when the, when the wire split, 
down the middle, and then it draped over the side and started to land onto the carpet, which I was lucky to be able to put out before there was a serious fire. And I learned my lesson. Electricity is not to be played with when it comes out of an electric socket like that. Yes, when the electricity drips down the side, you're going to have a bad day. Bad day. I still put nine volts on my tongue, though, for a while there. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're weird ass or whatever. I was weird. Bridget, Han, you have yourself hopefully a safe week. And you, you, by the way, I didn't ask. You, you guys didn't have any snow this week, did you? No. Good. No. <laughs> no, not, we, didn't, we didn't have any here either. So you have yourself a, uh, a healthy week, and you take care of yourself, huh? Yeah, you too. So who are we going to pick on this week? Because I know who's my poster child. Well, I mean, fuck Mike Pence, but also Matt Gates and uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, the former guy. Yeah. All the Trumplicans. Yeah. Yeah, and all the ones that want to say, hey, look at what a great job we did with this new revised CDC report. Uh-huh. On yeah, behalf on behalf of all of us, past, present, and future hosts for this show, may I be the first to wholeheartedly say to each and every one of you, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> See, every once in a while, it's good to say the inside thing out. Yeah. Oh, so I can talk about that thing I'm not supposed to talk about now? Not yet. We After after okay. I've gone ahead and hit, okay. the, hit okay. the button. Okay. So, as always, everyone, thank you very much for being with us. And if you would like to get in touch with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, including the link for downloading the audio version of the show. Phone number, if you'd like to leave us voicemail messages, 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554. And we will see you soon. Please be safe out there. Everyone, please be careful. And we'll be looking forward to talking again next week. We'll... <laughs> who knows? Maybe the show's... Uh, maybe the show's topic has already been uh, has already been chosen because the news cycle is the way that it is. We'll see what happens. So until next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. The I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 15 years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.